Hello and welcome to the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So quick health update on my end. I am very proud of myself. I'm continuing not to binge at night which is a huge success story for me. Uh, part of it is I'm keeping a lot of delicious food out of my house. Uh, I did go to Trader Joe's on Sunday to go do some grocery shopping. And I, cause I've been trying to like make a healthy dish that's new and exciting each week. So I'm not so bored. And so this Sunday I got the, the ingredients for those healthy oat bars. Uh, they're like these raspberry oat bars that you see on my Instagram. Um, and that Instagram is at the diet obsessed podcast in case you want to follow me, please do. Uh, but the healthy oat bars were not that great. Honestly, I was not thrilled with with the taste of them or the consistency of them. Um, and I did end up buying a box. I just couldn't resist. There were these dark chocolate uh, heart cookies from Trader Joe's. I mean, it's almost Valentine's Day. It was dark chocolate. I was like, okay, I'll get these. I figured I would eat the entire box that night. I did not. It lasted me three days, which is very, very impressive for me. And, you know, I think it was so they're so satisfying. These heart cookies, they're the crunch. Like if you bite into the cookie, it's got those ridges, the edges. They're very satisfying to bite and crunch into. And the dark chocolate is so rich that I was actually satisfied with, I mean, you know, one serving is four cookies, but I ended up having like two or three servings, but they were so satisfying that I just didn't even want to eat the whole box. So that was, that was a success uh, for me. I, I'm not buying popcorn. So I've been buying popcorn, uh, when I diet and it's not, uh, it's not working. Like I'll eat the whole bag at night. So I just decided not to get a lot of the snacky foods that I tend to eat at night and overdo it on. Uh, the, I did get some nuts, these garlic and, uh, onion pistachios that are really good and very satisfying and they've got tons of fiber and, uh, they're good protein. So those are a good snack for me at night when I'm hungry. I did have a banana with some peanut butter on it last night, which normally I wouldn't buy buy bananas. And, you know, I, I did grow up with that mentality that, you know, bananas have are so high in sugar. But the reality is if you're not eating a ton of processed shit and you're not eating cake and a ton of cookies, I did just eat some cookies, but, um, but you know, you can have, a, you can have a banana and it's fine. So I've been buying bananas again because I, what I want to do is I'm never going to be perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect with my diet. I'm not going to be all or nothing. I am allowing myself to have these treats. You know, I had that Nashville hot chicken sandwich last week and I didn't just go off the deep end after that. Uh, so that's, again, that's a huge success story because usually when I have something delicious like that, I just want to keep going. And that's, that's where the, really the difficulty in maintaining and, and weight loss is, is you do have a treat or you have that cheat day and it's like the next day you just want to keep it going. So that's really the danger in that. Uh, but I was, I am really happy with my progress. I'm down another pound, uh, from, so now I'm down a pound from my last heaviest before the holidays. So I'm doing pretty well. I'm still about five pounds over where my body likes to be. 
Uh, so I, I'm still trying to eat mostly whole foods. And again, I oh, this year I just I definitely want to get back to a more healthy lifestyle where I'm just eating less processed foods, drinking a little less, uh, and eating more whole foods. That's that's the goal. It's happening. I'm happy. I'm, I'm working out consistently. Uh, running 20 minutes intervals and doing some sort of strength training activity every day, whether it's push-ups. Uh, today I did some some arms, some shoulders, some biceps, uh, and and I ran. Yesterday I just went on a walk outside. It was really nice, you know. So I'm taking the pressure off of having to do like very high intensity. I am focused on going outside more, going for a walk, moving my body, and just enjoying it. So. So that's a health update. I hope all of you are progressing well with your New Year's resolutions. I am. I'm continuing to do my affirmations. I'm reading. I'm going outside more. So I'm definitely doing these things that I said I would do, and it it feels really good. All right. So let's get into our podcast review. So today we're going to do another episode of DST, uh, Diet Starts Tomorrow from Betches. And this was a great episode. Oh my goodness. This episode, so it had Aileen again, and she had a guest, this guy Rod. And on Instagram, he's at justme.rod. And his whole thing, apparently he he told his story. He blew up over the pandemic. He had this, you know, corporate job, brands and sales, tech sales, stuff like that. But um, he started making these videos over the pandemic about his anxiety and his mental health. And apparently he blew up in just the past year and now has almost a million followers on Instagram, like 700,000 and something, which is very impressive. And it's, it's actually really cool to see that people can just blow up like that for being themselves and posting authentically. Um, and so, so yeah, so he, he talked about his story. Um, you know, he talked about kind of how he got started in this journey he, you know, he loves human interaction. He loved Vine, the videos on Vine. He tried TikTok for a little bit, didn't really like it, but then went back to it during the pandemic. And so he was making videos from home and, and it just ended up exploding because, you know, mental health is a huge topic right now. Whereas it used to be shunned, it's now just everyone's talking about it and talking about their anxiety. So he was one of those people that grew up thinking therapy was bad Um, But he really sees a lot of value in it. And he talks openly about it, which makes other people comfortable. He sees a therapist. Now, I also support seeing a therapist. I personally have not really found a good therapist there. I found two therapists that I really uh, liked in my in my life. One was a therapist that was helping uh, a past relationship and I get over some like domestic abuse issues, which was not good. I mean, it, the guy, the therapist was amazing, but the guy I was with at the time was really not inclined to want to work on some issues. And it, it just unfortunately didn't work out. Um, I thankfully got out of that terrible situation. Um, but he was, he was a good guy and he was somebody that related to anger issues. And so he was able to kind of you know, understand the woman's side and also understand the man's side and the anger issues with domestic violence. Um, so he was good. And then there was another woman that I had seen who I tried to continue to see because she, she understood me in a very unique way because she knew me from uh, from like a past experience. And when I went to, 
to go back to her, she thought that that experience that I knew her from was a conflict of interest. So, so I tried to find other therapists and I, I never really found one that I liked. And I've, I've thought about going back to therapy a few times, but I just, I don't know. I, I just haven't been able to really find someone that, that is aligned with what I need. I have found a lot of help in self-help books like Ryan Holiday. So anyway, I, I do think that therapy is great. And I think if you can find a great therapist, good for you and and do it. So anyway, so he he's one of those guys that was brought up thinking it was bad. Um, but, you know, and one of the things that his therapist taught him was that nostalgia makes people feel better. So that was one of the tips that his therapist gave him that can kind of get him out of a very anxious time was, you know, go back to those old songs that you loved or go back to those old movies that made you feel good. Uh, I like to kind of get back to nature when I'm having a lot of anxiety. I know with sleep anxiety, I've always had trouble sleeping. I put on nature sounds and I pretend I'm like in the wilderness in a rainstorm and tucked away in this comfortable little nook that I was lucky to find. So I have my own techniques that have worked for me. Um, but anyway, so Rod went into his story, which was a really fascinating story. So he grew up uh, medically obese. He was bullied. You know, he was bullied for not being masculine enough. I mean, kids are kids are brutal. This is one of the reasons I don't want to have kids. I can't imagine my kid getting bullied and feeling helpless. Uh, but anyway, so he was you know, bullied and very shy and introverted and his grandma would cook for him and, you know, she was a great cook. So he gained a lot of weight. This was when he was about 12 years old and his mom was a dieter. His mom would do the lean cuisine and the, the fad diets like at, um, at, uh, Atkins and all that, you know, the high protein and he hated sports. He wasn't a very athletic kid. So he ended up regressing to TV, computers and, and because he, uh, you know, was was behind screens all of his uh, childhood, he ended up getting a lot of, you know, gaining a lot of weight, which increased his anxiety, which forced him into isolation. So it was kind of that vicious cycle. Uh, and he ended up using food as a vice. Uh, and so instead of going out and, and having activities and participating in activities and socializing, he would use food as, as a vice. And Aileen was great in this interview. She was very sensitive with the way that she asked questions. And I thought that that was really nice. Uh, so he kind of shared, you know, naturally before he was 12, he was naturally thin. Um, but then, you know, he went once he started, you know, getting into his teen years, 12 and older. That's when he really started gaining weight. Uh, he went to college, gained more weight. And his dad was very supportive, he said. He had a very supportive family. His, his family was trying to get him active. They never pushed him or tried to pressure him to do sports. But, you know, his dad would try to get him to do Taekwondo and do it with him. But, you know, he just never liked it. And this is a very tall and handsome guy. I mean, if you go on his Instagram, he's a very, very handsome guy. So it's so funny what you naturally think before you actually, like, it's funny what you put a perception on. So before I even heard this episode, I I saw the title of it on the DST, uh, uh, the, sorry, I can't find my words today, on the uh, podcast page. And so I just looked him up real quick and I saw how many followers he had and I saw he's a handsome guy and I just assumed that he's this like player, comedian, like great with the women and you know, this very successful, confident 
guy that has this great following and just is like crushing life and and you know one of those players that's like has all the women and you know it's it's just it's interesting because but then I go and I listen to the episode and I hear about all of his insecurities and how he compares himself to all these other people on Instagram so it's it's just funny like what we when we see someone we naturally think these things about them like oh they're good looking they must have the perfect life and it's so 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 not true so much of our lives are like what happens within ourselves and in our head um so anyway so he ended up sharing a great story so he's he's six five so he's a very tall guy and he was he ended up getting up to 350 pounds i think that was his his max height so obviously if you're much taller that weight you know disperses through your body so it's you know 350 pounds sounds like a lot but when you're six five you know you you probably still look pretty good but anyway so I mean he didn't feel good clearly um and he ended up going through a breakup which got him to the gym and so he started getting on a treadmill then he picked up weights then he was using this fitness pal now I've never used a fitness pal but apparently it tracks my micronutrients uh, it tracks like all your calories and everything. I might be wrong about that, but at least tracks your mic- micronutrients. So he just got very obsessive about it and very addicted. And I've I've been there. I, I I've had disordered eating my whole life, and I've had times where I'm I've gotten really thin, and I want to keep getting even thinner. And it, it's just this this pattern that you get into where you almost get addicted by your results and then you're looking at every single thing you're putting into your mouth it's it's definitely not a healthy way to live so he ended up losing 170 pounds in seven months which is insane I just need to do the math real quick 170 pounds in seven months divided by seven that's 24 pounds a month which means divided by four that's six pounds a week that is insanely fast um you know healthy weight loss is like one to two pounds a week a little higher for men like maybe 2.5 pounds a week is is healthy three pounds at the most and that's still very fast but I mean six pounds a week that's yeah you can definitely tell that you're not eating enough calories and you're working out like an insane person um but anyway so he ended up I mean, he, he, the reason that he lost that fast is because he was doing like, he was running six miles a day, only consuming between 1200 to 16 calories. And he ended up losing friends over it because he was so obsessive over even putting a French fry in his mouth. And so he was finally diagnosed with, with anorexia as a man, which is, which again, you don't really hear about that that often. So again, I was, I was just entranced by this by this interview so anyway so he he lived with that a few years he said he's kind of in a weird spot now because he's reverting back to some of his old ways of using food as a vice and I just loved the honesty both you know Aileen was commenting on how open and honest he was and I, I just think that that's really important to to talk about right we all have these because of the way we've grown up, because food is so comforting, because we live in this society where everything's stressful, you know, it's so, it is common to turn back to food as comfort and to use it as a vice. And so he shared how he's doing that. And he complimented Aileen on the fact that, you know, she, you know, the, the, some of the topics that they bring up on diet starts tomorrow are non-scale wins where you're not 
thinking about the success of the day as something that's tied to the scale. Um, and so, you know, but, but Aileen related to that because, um, you know, like she, he didn't want to be jumping on a scale twice a day. So he's, he used that technique to think of other things throughout the day that would bring him joy and success. Um, you know, and Aileen related to all that. She's like, you know, she talked about how, you know, when you're not feeling good about yourself, you don't need, you don't want to be seen. You don't want to go to the gym, you know, and, and work out. And he, he related to that. You could tell that they definitely shared some things in common and they related to each other with their struggles with weight and disordered eating and growing up struggling. He related because he saw athletes at the gym. And, and so this is a big thing for him is, and he's a lot younger than me. Um, he compares himself to other people quite a bit. He sees athletes at the gym. He's like, that'll never be me. He gets down on himself, you know, because he did lose a lot of weight super, super fast instead of building a lot of muscle tone and, and losing it slowly. You know, he, he was talking about, you know, there's loose skin. There's all these other things that, you know, when you're comparing yourself to this like shredded athlete that probably genetically is just gifted, um, you know, it's, it's hard to compare yourself and not get down on yourself. So he would, you know, get into his head about how he should look. And he ended up getting body dysmorphia because of that. You know, if he saw a little muffin top, he'd have to go back into weight loss mode again. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a different perspective to hear all of this coming from a man. And social media has been a big culprit for this because it is so easy to compare yourself to other people. And he shared that, a relationship actually helped him get back into focus on what was healthy. And I think that that's really interesting because what got me into comparison, unhealthy comparison, was a past relationship for me. I remember I was in this very unhealthy relationship for seven years. And this guy was incredibly handsome. He was a perfectionist. He was very judgmental. And I... I was trying to be perfect for him because I thought if I'm not perfect, if I don't look a certain way, if I don't, uh, I, I felt like he would leave me. And I was, and I'd look at every other girl as competition and she's going to come in and steal him. And I need to be prettier than her. It was, it was honestly, I need to be skinnier than her. I need to be, my skin has to be perfect. Cause I was two years older than this guy. So he would compare skin. He'd be like, Oh, I have such great skin. And you, look at this, your skin's getting loose on your arm. Like it was, it was mentally, tor- it was t- mental torture because I was constantly comparing myself to other people, constantly feeling secure, constantly feeling not enough. And I cannot tell you if any of you are in that type of relationship, get the fuck out because it will destroy you. I ended up getting out of that and working on my mental health quite a bit. And when I did start dating, which was like two years later, I went into it thinking, I need to find someone who makes me feel good about myself. I need to feel good about me when I'm in a partnership. And I need to be with somebody that's not going to judge me. And I'm in that now. So thankfully, I did get over that. But uh, And I've learned techniques on on how not to compare myself because it's so easy to do. And, um, you know, Aileen really related to him about that because he was talking about how it's just so important to put things in perspective and life is not about image. It's, it's not, it's about the experiences you have and the people that you're with 
And yes, he loves the way that Rod shared. Yes, he loves the way that dip tastes and he ate a ton over the Super Bowl, but then realizes that his anxiety is worse when he binges. And so, and that's kind of like the intuitive eating movement, right? Is is not making any foods bad or good. It's it's more like enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Don't beat yourself up. But understand that you may the next day feel a little depressed or you may feel anxious if you ate that much or you ate a ton of processed foods that don't support good good health. You know, he talked about how, you know, if he doesn't eat a vegetable an entire day, the next day he's just very groggy. So that's really what the goal is, right? Is to be focused more on how things make you feel. Um, and he talked about how his eating behaviors and his, his mental health around eating behaviors is getting a little worse again because he's in this social media world where people like Noah Beck exists. So, of course, I had to go look up Noah Beck. And Noah Beck, uh, look, he's got, he's got a ripped body. I'm sure he's genetically blessed. And he probably works out on top of that. He's, you know, he's a TikToker. But, again, it's like there's these people that, that make money for a living off of their body. You know, he talked about he was, how he was jealous. He kind of went on this little rant about how he gets jealous that there's these thirst traps out there that just get followers because they're hot. And he has to, you know, put an hour into making a video, you know, that people might not even respond to, to get followers. And, you know, and, and, you know, it's like, you can hear him as he's talking about this. You can kind of hear that he's, he knows he shouldn't feel this way. And he knows he should fix his perspective because the world has always been full of very attractive people that have been, you know, put on a pedestal by Hollywood and, and we're supposed to emulate those people and, and try to look like those people. So that's, that'll always be in society. There's always going to be models. There's always going to be hot people and, you know, and, and don't compare yourself. Comparing yourself is the thief of joy. There's a, there's a, a couple quotes out there. Like there's this one quote about, you know, a flower doesn't compare itself to the next flower. It just blooms. I mean, I'm not saying it, saying it the right way, but that's the gist. And that really, I actually think about that quote quite a bit because we all will compare ourselves to other people. It's just, you can't help it. And especially if you go down a rabbit hole where you're looking at a model's Instagram, it's like, it is like, you know, you know, and but the problem is, is like a lot of these people are Photoshopped. And I remember I, I, so I was never been big into filters and I remember I, I, I came across this filter one time and it literally, it changed my entire face. It was this like no makeup look or something. It was like a Farrah Abraham like uh, filter. It was crazy, but it, I reckon like, so the filter went on, the filter went off and I'm like, Ugh. you know, when I saw my own face and I'm like, that is not good. I'm like, that is what is wrong with today's society. And I never used that filter again because I'm like, I don't want to look at myself with a filter on and think, oh, I look so gorgeous. And then look at my real face and think, oh, that's, that is not healthy. That is a bad, bad, bad thing. There was this girl, Victoria Garrick, that has a, a podcast. She, I, she had a, I follow her on Instagram and she had this, I think it was a plastic surgeon on that was talking about how people come in for plastic surgery based on filters. It's, it's, it's insane. So anyway, so Aileen was talking about, um, you know, that it's just interesting hearing all this come from a man because it's typically the woman that, that women are held up and, and their thinness is celebrated. And of course there is, you know, as, as equal rights comes in, into effect and men are judged just as heavily now in society. Well, not, maybe not just as heavily, but 
but heavily for their looks too. Um, and so, and, and again, social media has done, uh, taken a toll on all of us, but, um, you know, he brought up imposter syndrome and, you know, how you can definitely tell that he spends a lot of time thinking about the way he looks, thinking about the way he looks in clothes, comparing himself to other people. And, and, and that's why partly his mental health, you know, he struggles with his mental health and that's unfortunate. I, I really feel, and, and I think with age comes acceptance. Um, and I think if you do really try and work on yourself, you really can overcome these things. He has more work to do and he, there's a, Ego is the Enemy was a big life changer for me, that book. And Aileen was curious about, you know, when you don't feel good about yourself and you need to get over that perspective, you know, how do you do that? You know, if you're having a bad day, you know, she asked, like, do you have good and bad days? And, he, and you know, the way that she kind of meant that is, you know, do you have days where you're just tearing yourself down? And then you have days where you feel great about yourself and kind of how do you get yourself out of that mode when you're, you're tearing yourself down and you're comparing yourself to other people. And, and I, I actually, my techniques are, have been very, very successful for me. First of all, what I say is I was not put on this world to model. Like that's not my gift to the world. My gift to the world is many, many other things, uh, you know. I, I'm a great speaker. I have built a successful company. I am, am you know, I, I'm a good friend. I am, you know, generous. So all these other things, right, that you bring to the world is so, it's important to just like think about those things. That helps you kind of get over this comparing yourself and like, is that person better than me? Just, just understanding who you are and how special your unique qualities are and what you're actually putting out and giving to the world. So that definitely helps me. Um, also the fact that I think about how blessed I actually am. I mean, I am a, an attractive person. I have two legs. I have two arms. I have eyesight. I have vision. I have my health. I mean, literally, and, and when I, when I start comparing myself and I start getting down, I, I think Veronica, I literally will say out loud in the car, wh wherever I am that's doing this, Veronica, stop it. Like you are so blessed. The notebook that I write my affirmations in every day is says blessed on the cover. And that is the truth. And a lot of us are, and a lot of us need to focus on our gratitude and what we're, what we're blessed with, the attributes that we are blessed with, and, and be grateful for those. Uh, because there's someone else out there that's jealous of what we have and what we, and, and, and they shouldn't be, right? They should be thinking about their own unique qualities. So definitely, I think a lot of that helps me put things in perspective. Also, just being aware of what the hell is going on in the world. I listen to the BBC podcast, and I hear about all the struggles with Afghani women. They're just trying to be free, to get educated. I mean, who, the, who are we, these American women, that have all this time on our hands to look at social media and think about how we wish we had skinnier legs? I mean, it's literally bullshit when you think about what the fucking Afghani women are going through. So anyway, that's that's how I get out of it. I'm like... Shut up, girl. You're lucky. You're blessed. And you have a lot of gifts for the world. So stop complaining and stop comparing yourself. That's how I get myself out of it. Um, I've heard Sammy talk about how she, you know, she does a lot of the similar things. She focuses on on the gifts that she really is giving to the world. Um, 
so anyway, so, you know, she, Aileen asked, you know, how do you appreciate the good days? You know, he's, he mentioned that his really good days are when he can be around people that make him smile, that make him laugh. Uh, his his therapist recommended journaling, which Aileen had put that as her last New uh, New Year's resolution, and she never did it. So she's like, "What the hell is all of this with journaling?" But so many successful people talk about journaling. Uh, but he'll you know use different gel pens or different colors, like these little tiny things that bring him joy, uh, which I think is is really nice. They mentioned this Lisa Frank notebook. I have no idea who Lisa Frank is. Maybe I'm too old, but I have no idea what they were talking about. Anyway, he's talked about how he's always wanted to fit into Hollister. Anyway, they started talking about throwbacks, uh, you know, nostalgia, Ed Hardy. Um, so anyway, so, you know, th- the end of it was that, you know, I think to sum up everything that they were talking about, men struggle with this too. Uh, it's not just a female issue. You know, men are starting to get scrutinized and, and social media has done a lot of this to us where we're comparing ourselves. We're seeing these perfect lives on, on Instagram that are filtered and curated. And, and of course, people are putting their best lives out there, the best versions of themselves. That's why I've, I've honestly come to the realization that the realer I am, the uglier, <laughs> the uglier pictures I put out online, those are the ones that people like. You know, people want to see you without makeup. They want to see you at your worst. They want to see that you struggle. And I've always hidden that stuff and and tucked it away and been ashamed for my struggles. And that's what I think. So I think social media has done damage, but then there's this huge movement of people being real, you know, showing that when they sit down, they've got rolls in their stomach and that the, the, you know, most people don't look like a, a Victoria's Secret model. So it's, it's things like that. It's, uh, and I, and I just think, you know, coming from a male perspective, it was very refreshing. So that was the episode. Uh, I know that she has him coming back and I think the next topic of their next podcast is a little bit off of the kind of the diet and weight loss topic. So I'll probably skip that one, but I do want to go back. There's another, uh, on their subscription model, which I think is through Patreon. There's another Sammy and Jared episode. I do want to do another episode with uh, Taylor and some of her co-hosts. So we will be doing those episodes coming up soon. Uh, In the meantime, please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Please subscribe to the Diet Obsessed Podcast and rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Tell your friends about it. Post it on your Instagram story. Just, you know. We're trying to grow this podcast and your help is much appreciated. Uh, If you have any stories yourself that you'd like to share, please DM me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast uh, on Instagram and I will share your stories. And uh, in the meantime, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.